wonder if we can give the Lord a hand clap after winter camp. Give Him praise and glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to let you have your seats for a moment. We'll sing one more song, Brother Ben. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am, do you know? I wanted to read that first quote, Brother Joe, if we could, on the PowerPoint. Welcome to the Wednesday night after winter camp. We're here to give God praise. Here to give Him honor. So let this be family night. I know the weather outside's a little sketchy, but uh, we're here. And I think they're streaming tonight. So everyone's comfortable and you're going to be just fine. I want to read this quote tonight before we sing this song. Brother Branham said, Moses had been a total failure. And there may be men here this afternoon, maybe ministers that's been total failures. Maybe you've been as a housewife. Maybe you've been as a student at school. Maybe you've been as a child to your parents. Whatever you have been, let that be has been and start from today. Can we do that tonight for ourselves and one another? Let our have beens be has been and start from today. No matter what it is, maybe you've been a failure as a Christian. Maybe you failed to go on with God. If it's been, take note to what I'm going to say just in a few moments about this. Moses failed down in Egypt when he was born to be a deliverer to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. Why? Because he did it himself. He took it upon himself to do it. And anytime you take things upon yourself and leave God out, then you're going to be a failure like Moses was. This was one of the services that Brother Uh, Aaron McGarry mentioned during the weekend and I've listened to it many times and when it came to this part about being total failures I'm sure all of us have felt that way but I think after winter camp this first service we can say whatever you have been let that be has been and let's start from today can we do that tonight tonight's going to be a little different we've asked four of the brothers, two of the counselors, and two of the campers to come, and then we're going to open it up to anyone that might have something on your heart. I've got a lot of emails and texts that uh, from different ones in the assembly that I can read, but um, we're going to give you the opportunity uh, to speak if it's on your heart, if it's burning, if it's uh, secret and private, which we understand this camp was a lot about that, then that's fine too. We're here to hear the word. So we're going to read some scripture and and, uh, just remember some things Brother Branham spoke to us. And then we're going to open it up just a little bit. And if there's not a lot of open mic, then I have a lot here of testimonies I can read. And I think it'll be just a wonderful evening. Are you here to rejoice? All right, let's stand and sing this song. I think we know this. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am.
dear Heavenly Father, we would love for this assembly to ring with thanksgiving tonight. Your word is ever true. It has spoken to us and uh, caused us to arise. We've come out of the world. You've justified us. You've sanctified us. And you have filled us with the Holy Ghost. And that has made way for the word that's come to us to be lived out in our lives. Heavenly Father, the token has been applied to this generation. Now it's up to us to apply it individually. It's for the family. It's for the church. It's for every individual. So tonight we open up our hearts to rejoice with one another and rejoice with you. So many things we could mention. You brought our brother Tim Dodd back safely. And we want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts. You brought our brother George here from Africa to be with his family. Praise be to God. There's men and women and young people that since this time last Wednesday night, you have done a deep work in their lives. We want to thank you for that, God. We want to echo it out throughout this the hallways of this church that we are a free people. We're going in the rapture. And there's nothing of this world is going to stop us. Lord, apply the oil and the wine again tonight. As we hear your word, let us rejoice. And as brothers and sisters share, may it come freely from their hearts. And may it go to the heart. That the world will hear and the world will know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. Lord, receive glory out of every aspect of this service. Come to our souls. Come to our spirits. And if anyone is sick among us, may them, may they feel the virtues in their bodies tonight of healing. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. 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 Let's turn to Luke chapter 10. Thank you, musicians and everyone. Luke chapter 10 is our opening scripture tonight. We want to speak on oil and wine meeting the need. When I take this uh, example that Jesus brought out of the scripture. In Luke chapter 10 verse 29. As uh, one of the lawyers came to Jesus and was speaking to him. In Luke 10 29. And he w- willing to justify himself said unto Jesus. And who is my neighbor? That was kind of a theme over the weekend. Who are you? Here's the question, who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Hold those things in your heart. And fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, this verse was all of us. All of us were in this verse. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. Let's look at these next few words. And when he saw him. He had compassion on him and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine 
and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. Thank you, Lord. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, take, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise. Or go and show mercy. You've heard about it. Now it's time to show it. God bless you. You can have your seats. And if we look at verse 33, all of us, all of us had fell among thieves and been stripped and wounded. And Brother Branham, when he spoke about this verse, talked about Jesus using this parable on, on how this man was going from Jerusalem to Jericho and showed that he was actually sliding back. And that he was going from up high, going down low. He was backsliding. And he met on a road. An enemy beat him and robbed him and left him half dead. And that was physically alive, but spiritually dead. How many's ever felt that way or seen someone else that's physically alive, but spiritually they've been wounded? Brother Branham said the priest and the Levites passed by him, but the good Samaritan, as Jesus taught it, came and picked him up and poured oil in and wine and taking him to the inn. And Brother Branham said, that's the place I want to get to you. He taken him to the inn and said to the caretaker, take care of him. He gave him a couple of pennies or whatever it was to pay his way and said, now if he needs any more... Just go ahead and take care of him and I'll make it right when I come. And Brother Branham said, now you shepherds, God give you the spirit and the word to take care of these wounded ones that's been brought in. If you need any more, he'll take care of that when he comes. So just feed those sheep. I believe God's done that in the last week. God has taken care of the sheep. And if you look in verse 33, and I have it on the screen there, when this good Samaritan found this person that was wounded, the Bible said he saw him and he had compassion on him. Now, if he would have stopped at any one of these places, the restoration wouldn't have been complete. He didn't just look at him and walk away. He didn't just have compassion on him and then walk away. But he went to him. God came to us. Counselors came to camp, campers came to camp, kitchen staff, ministry, directors, even parents and those that couldn't cross the border, our prayers were together. But this man went to him that was wounded and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. And we know that oil is a type of the Holy Ghost. And we know that wine is stimulation that comes from hearing the word. So when it comes down into the wound, it stimulates. It brings the wound to a healing. But this man didn't just leave him by the side of the road. He actually put him up on his own beast. Or we would say an anointing. A beast is an anointing. And he carried him. Do we understand that's what's happened in the last week? The Holy Spirit 
has done a healing work. He's done a work among us and put him up on his own beast and he brought him to an inn. And and more than one time, Brother Branham applied the inn to the church. And he talked about the ministry as being in charge of taking care of the wounded ones until he would come back again. And as the Bible says, and if you lack anything, I'll make it right when I come back. So really our reward is on the other side. Our church has been like an inn or like a place for wounded ones. And over the years, we've had the winter camp and it's been such a blessing. But this winter camp was different. One of our 20 year old young ladies, a senior camper made this comment that God specifically tailor made a word for each generation. He cares. He knows. And he sees, but I want to say he demonstrated it this last weekend. I just had a question though. After the camp meetings, now what? Last Wednesday, God was preparing us for camp. This is the Wednesday after. Now after the camp meetings, now what? One, the service that brother uh, Aaron mentioned, one of the services was, what is that in, in your hand? And at the beginning of the service, Brother Michael Ray actually referred to this also at the close of one of the services. At the beginning of this service, what is in your hand? Brother Branham was said, I'm just thinking of the different crippled ones. He's looking out over the congregation at the very start of the service. And he saw wheelchairs. He said, we got wheelchairs. We've got two, we've got cots. He said, I see crutches laying under a man's chair there. So he saw cots, stretchers, crutches. He said, let's ask God today that he will just let every one of them. Just ask God that he will let them walk out of here today without their support now. Brother Branham looked out over the congregation, saw crutches, cots, And stretchers. But it was within his heart. That everyone be healed. And I want to say. So are we today. We want everyone to be healed. He was looking out over the congregation. And that's our opening scripture. Last Wednesday night in Numbers. When God wanted them to. Have the Passover. That if one happened to be on a long journey. Or way away. Or one happened to be upon a dead body. That God was actually making provision for them. From April 14th. To now May 14th. A month later. He wanted to include them in the token. Come and be part of the Passover. We saw that demonstrated this last weekend. God was ministering to every need. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He was answering questions that were deep. He was dissolving doubts. He was vanishing fears. And at the end of this very service, when Brother Branham had talked about the cots and the stretchers and the crutches, at the end, he said, you know what? That's what ought to happen to you on these cots and on these stretchers this afternoon. Just get a little mad at the devil. Say, you old lying rascal, you're a liar. And Christ made me free. And I don't have to sit like this no more. Get out of here. Toe the line with him, brother. 
He hasn't got a bit of authority. Jesus stripped him of every legal right that he has when he died at Calvary. The whole question of salvation and healing was settled at Calvary. So we believe that. But now it's Wednesday after winter camp. And we've got to toe the line with the devil. We've got to take what we heard and now apply it back into our lives. I want to say oil and wine will meet the need. But if a person doesn't have the need, many times they don't understand what you're talking about. A person might be in a situation of a need or in trouble, and it might be deep pain. And God starts to apply oil and wine. And if we're not careful with one another, we lose patience. We lose heart. If the good Samaritan would have been thinking about his money or his nationality or his schedule, the priest had a schedule, the Levite had a schedule, but the Samaritan sacrificed it, someone was in trouble. He had oil and he had wine to apply to the need. If a person's in a need, that's when they need oil. That's when they need wine. Let's turn to our, our, our last scripture that I wanted to read is first. Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12. I wanted to bring to your remembrance that there's diversities of gifts. And there's different approaches to in the ministry. And before a person will be so quick to discount or annul what God is doing. We need to go back to the word and be reminded that there's diversities. There's different approaches. The word is the same, but God has put different gifts in the body to meet the need. Do we believe that? So 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4 is is Paul bringing this to the church. There And there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, that's workings, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all, for to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Are you catching the theme? It's the same Spirit. But to another, there'll be the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another divers or many kinds of tongues, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and selfsame spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. Just skip down to verse 27. I, I want you specifically to be thinking of how God dealt with us at winter camp. Not every service is going to be the same. Not every camp is going to be the same. Not every move of God's Spirit is going to be the same. But it will be the Holy Spirit. In verse 27, we, Paul says, Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, and after that miracles. Then gifts of healings, helps, we saw a lot of help in the last week, governments, that's administration, diversities of tongues, are all apostles. 
We're asking questions tonight because every service that brother Aaron took, the theme of it was, who are you? Who are you? So now Paul is asking the question, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, have all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret? The answer is no. Not every member in the body is the same. They're diverse. They're different. The word many times will come across different. Can I just have your attention for a moment? As there's doctors and specialists and assistants that work in the medical field, they're trained in a certain area and they're different and they focus in different areas of the body. So it is in the ministry. We look in verse 28 and we see that God has set in the body different ministries. And many ministries see the word differently or from a different perspective. And that doesn't make them wrong. When it says there's diversity or difference doesn't mean they clash. It means God has given us a body and we work together. I'm speaking this for a reason to lay the foundation for this testimony service that God came this last weekend in a very different way. And he used a vessel and a gift in the body to touch the souls and lives of our assembly. And so we receive that in the name of the Lord. But it's important to see that the word is not different, but the vessels that God has chosen to demonstrate that word through are very unique. And we're very special. Do you remember when Brother Branham talked about God has many ways of healing? Do you remember that? And the message, look, after the seals, he said there's, there, there's many ways of healing. And it depends on what type that you need. Our opening scripture was a man that gave oil and wine to the need. And Brother Branham said God has many ways of healing. It depends on what type you need. Now we all prayed. We asked God to be the leader and come down among us and do what he wanted to do. God answered your prayers. But it might have been different than what we had in your minds or what you thought would happen. Or you're measuring it by something in the past. And God is coming tonight to reconfirm to you that there's many ways of healing. He said there's nothing like music. God heals by music. God heals by love. God heals by medicine. I had to use this quote this week. Even with someone in our assembly. God heals by medicine. So if the doctor says this is what you need. and But you have faith in God. God is our healer. But God can use medicine to bring healing to the body. God heals by prayer. I'm quoting, Brother Branham said, God has many ways of healing. It just depends on what type that you need. Sometimes a little love stretched out will just cure an old sore, an old place that's been a grudge or something. It'll heal it right over. Just a little love and a little care. I want to say, this is what happened at winter camp. God showed a little care. I'll say God showed a lot of care. He reached very low to include everyone. Thanks be to God. Uh, uh, the, t- the principal at the school, Brother Terry Tkach, he's here tonight. 
He, he got up after Brother Murphy spoke yesterday morning's devotion and he said, after hearing all the services and recognizing what had happened, he could see that God dearly loved you, you young people. He dearly loved the assembly. To be able to come in that unique way and bring the word that he did and bring the atmosphere that he did, God must love you very much. Have we received that over the last week? God loved you. But many times God heals by love or by medicine, by prayer, a little care. Sometimes you feel all down, he said, and we call it a street expression down in the dumps. And you put on one of those tapes, that music or record and go to playing it. And the first thing you know, you're patting your foot or your hand and it's all over. You're right up and ready to go again because God cared. God expressed love. And speak to this mountain. This was something that brother Aaron uh, referred to Sunday morning. He said, we're looking for things so spontaneous. But what did he mean? When you look at the mountain and say, be thou lifted up and thrown into the sea. He said, then in your heart, you believe that what you have said is taking place. Maybe just a little grain of sand begin to move through the whole mountain. There was mountains. Maybe there's still mountains in your life. And you hear the word or a minister say, just speak to the mountain. And he's saying, we want it to be spontaneous. We want it to be now. But he said, maybe just a little grain of sand begin to move through the whole mountain. And you might not be able to notice it, but there's something in your heart says it's being done. You shall have what you say. That's the faith. Many of us prayed for at night and the next morning we say, well, there's no difference. There's no difference. He said, I don't feel any different. He said, there's where we are failing. That doesn't have to show one thing. But if you believe in your heart that what you say is being done, you shall have what you say. If you believe that what you say is already taking place, I don't have to feel it or see it. I believe it. That's the reason that it takes place. You say it's Wednesday after winter camp. It doesn't matter. The grain of sand has already started to move. But we want things spontaneous. We want it now. Even our little babies, our little children already know how to swipe, hit, touch. And, and it's all instant, instant. If I don't have it now, if we're not careful, we'll bring that right into the church. We want it now. We want it instantly. We want it. And God might just seem to do it totally opposite. And I just think that's fantastic. I mean, some of you are chaffering at the bit. Some of you are maybe even questioning. Some were even saying, maybe I was wrong. But the Holy Spirit has a way of coming back around and confirming you're right where he wants you to be. Just stand in faith. God spoke the word and you'd let him move that mountain in your life. And one last time in Jeffersonville, he said, When you say mountain be moved and it still stands there and you say, well, it didn't happen. He said, oh, it did happen when you said mountain move. Can I get personal? When you say devil move, spirit move, complex move, questions no more. God's bringing answers. He throws away the fear. He say, oh, it did happen. Maybe one little significant grain of sand turned loose 
out of the hundreds of billions and billions of tons, one little grain moved, but it's begin to take place. Hold that faith and watch that mountain disappear. Now we were at Mount Baker. You say, well, you just speak your mountain. But if you don't see on the other side, there's already an avalanche started. There's already something begin to happen. In our spiritual lives, we need to take the same faith. You speak to the mountain. There might be billions and billions of grains of sand. But he said, just hold that faith and watch the mountain disappear. Thou shalt say in thy heart, disease, move from my child. Disease move from my body in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And don't doubt. Right there, right there, the good germs take on a new armor and a new weapon. That's what God was passing out over the weekend. A word that would drive back and giving you weapons. Giving you inner armor. And the enemy begins to back up. He's defeated because Christ, in the drinking of his myrrh at Calvary, defeated the devil and every one of his powers. And he stripped him of everything he had, and he's nothing but a bluff. He can go through with it, he'll do whatever, but the believer stands on the word of God. Do we believe what Paul said, that there's diversities? Do we believe that there's differences? But when it comes and it's opposite than the way you are or what you expected, don't be so quick to throw it away. That's the very prayer that someone else was praying that God would deal in that way. And sometimes it's very difficult. It might be opposite than the way you think. But little do you know someone else is praying that it come that way. Do we have patience with one another? We say if it was just for one, we do all of this for one, but God might have been dealing with that one. Are you willing to throw your effort in and your faith in with that and say, God, I might not understand it. It might not be your time for the oil and the wine, but somebody else is drinking it right in. We came back in into the office on uh, Tuesday and was with Brother Michael and Brother Daniel Florent. Brother Daniel, I think, is working Behind the scenes upstairs. But he was a counselor for the 16 and the 17 year old young men. And brother Dan was just fellowshipping with us. And he spoke about how the word was so deep. And soul searching. And impacting. That some shared their personal things in their lives. So their names and situations cannot be publicly shared. I'm saying this for a reason. And this was Brother Daniel expressing, he had the 16 and the 17 year old young men. Because the atmosphere and the word was so private and not a public show, it brought these very personal and private things to the surface of the young men. And they were able to share these things with their counselor. And I want to say this tonight. Sometimes young people need a person that is a confident that might not be a minister. It might not be a parent or a teacher, but someone else they can open up to and share and God can help that person. And that's what brother Daniel was speaking about what he observed in his cabin, how young men would open themselves up to a counselor and speak about private and personal things. And that brought uh, into my heart what brother Branham said about the third pool and that it won't be a public show. He saw them going into the tent 
and all uh, infirmed and not well. And he saw them coming out the other side and they were healed. And Brother Branham in the message, while people so tossed about, talking about that vision that he had and saw the big tent and that voice that said, I'll meet you in there. That'll be the third pool. And he said, it won't be a public show like the other. So what God does in the opening of the word or the deep things of God isn't for the public. It's not a public show. It's the opening of the word in the soul realm that is the greater healing. Do we agree with that? And that's what came to my mind about what happened over the weekend. God was doing things privately in the deep realms of our assembly. And it's not always just a public show. Amen. I just want our brothers to be prepared just in a couple moments. And then I'm going to open it up just in a moment. But I wanted to go back to last Thursday night. Just to recap. And Brother Aaron McGarry spoke on who are you and born into chaos. And he was speaking about how each one of us could not choose our parents. We couldn't choose where we were born or what our family name was going to be. And he talked about uh, a young person's DNA and their nature and how they're nurtured and how they're shaped by their times. But they, none of us could choose our natural parents. But that God has given us a privilege in this generation of having young people that are raised in the message. And some would take that as a shame or as a negative. And I want to say that's a blessing. That's a blessing. And to those that come out of the world and are part of the body, that also is a blessing. But now we have a generation coming up that are born and raised in the message. And the devil wants to tell them that they're missing out or they're losing out on life. And I'd like just like to give that devil a big punch tonight. It's a blessing to be raised in this message. It's a blessing to be able to come to a winter camp where the atmosphere and the presence of God and the word can be so pointed and direct. Amen. If we knew what was happening on out there and what they're trying to feed young people today just to keep them engaged. The word is what impacts Real young people that love the Lord. Brother Aaron was speaking about how we've been born into chaos. Born into a generation that is confusing and scary and challenging. We live in a crazy world. An aggressive world. An in your face generation. But God knew this age and he put us here. We've been born into chaos. In the middle of chaos, God still speaks. Praise be to God. Then on the the Friday, uh, we went to the mountain. Some went to the mountain. Some stayed at the camp. But in the evening time, and this was one of the services that many mentioned the most, that really touched their heart, and the next morning service. But the next service that Brother Aaron spoke on was the least desire. Speaking about if you have the least desire for God, let God work on that. We can look at our faults, our failures, our past. But as we heard already in the service, let the past be the has been. Let's go on with God. I mean, if you have the least desire for God, let him encourage you tonight. He spoke about protecting the innocence of our youth and how the world's not going to do it. 
The school world's not going to do it. They're not going to do it out there. We're under a mandate to protect the innocence of our youth. And the family is the last line of defense of our youth. That's where our families, to be strong, to be nurtured, is the defense for our young people. He talked about distancing yourselves from the voices of media and how a, a person, a young person that even in the message feels suffocated sometimes and it causes pressure and anxiety. He talked about a lot of things in the spirit realm and social pressures, but he made this incredible quote that you know very well, that 86% come to Christ before the age of 21 years old. I would say it's worth the investment. It's worth the investment. And the next morning service on Saturday morning, going through the emotions. This service was the one that many spoke about also. And how going through the emotions, and he talked about the different layers and levels that Satan is trying to get at uh, uh, individuals and cause problems and complexes and how we can be complex individuals. But it's not just dealing with the symptoms, it's going to the root of the problem. Then he did speak about how, and he put it on the screen, how some approach is, well, you just need the Holy Ghost. And he spoke about that. But then he just went deeper and talked about how that there's different layers of a person's experience. And even those with the Holy Ghost can battle these different uh, things in their lives, their spirit realm or in their body. Stigmas and complexes and doubts and questions that they have and, and they can be helped and delivered. And I want to say the message of the hour meets all needs that we have as believers. And God will direct and bring our oil and wine to every situation. Do you believe that? The mind of Christ can be revealed to an individual that is just like a prophecy. Like just the mind of Christ. Exactly what they have need of. I believe that tonight. So don't just be going through the emotions. But let the word dictate your life. It was a very powerful service and how we need to be patient and long-suffering to one another as God deals with us differently and bear one another's burdens. How many appreciated the Saturday morning service here? Just a wonderful time. Then Sunday evening was your right mind. Again, who are you was the theme. And he spoke about how that we can, we know the solution. But what is the problem? He's digging deeper. He's going through the layers. He's dealing with the heart of the matter and the root of it all. God didn't just want us just to be just in in another realm and then go back and be the same or come back to the Wednesday after and just be in a question mark over our head. He wanted to dig deep and let us know that God cares. God knows all about the situation. God sees our lives. I'm thankful for that. And atmosphere matters. Did we hear that Sunday, Saturday night? Sunday morning was a service when he spoke, I am. Answering the questions of the whole weekend. Who are you? And to end with such a powerful exclamation, I am what he's done for me. We are what he's done for us. 
I'm sure that man in the inn that we read in our scripture when he woke up and he found oil and wine and he wasn't laying by the side of the road. He was happy that somebody had the time for him. I'm glad that brother Aaron McGarry spoke from his heart. And the reason I read the scripture in 1 Corinthians 12, there's diversities of gifts. There's different ministries. Because Brother Aaron McGarry didn't preach like a Brother Tom Ray or Brother Ed Biskell or Brother John Andes or Tim Dodd or Brother Murphy Wong or Brother Ernie or Brother Ken he, or Brother Michael. He spoke the way that God's fashioned his vessel. And the way that he sees the word and what God's made real to him, it was the doctor that was called in to deal with the case. So we just give the Holy Spirit full reign. We say, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to do. And if he grabs for this or says that, we just say, Lord, there must have been a need. It must have been a purpose. You might have been in shock. You might not got much out of it and walk to the back of the, the room and, and someone say that was the most powerful thing that God dealt with my life tonight and said those very fragile things and to see someone so elated and you might have felt the opposite. That's when the scripture comes in. When one rejoices, we all rejoice. We want to thank God for that very deeply, that God put the oil and the wine into the situation. He knew exactly what we have need of. I want to say that some of those sea turtles made it into the water. The lights of the city was calling, calling, calling. And God said, no, it's that way. It's that way. He was concerned about us. He he turned on the lights. Brother Jean Manasseh is going to be our first one to just come now. And then our brother Anthony Frey. If they'll just be ready to come. But I want to say these quotes that we read last Wednesday are coming to pass. That great joys lie ahead. Many saddened hearts. Great mysteries will be made clear. People who are sad will be turned into joy. That's happened. When when we spoke about how God caused us to love him more and you pastors after I'm gone a long time brother Brenham said you'll hear women coming and men coming stomach trouble left and cancers got well that's going to happen for the weeks to follow we're going to hear God's been dealing God's been stirring and lastly he said the spirit that we read this last Wednesday moves through the people I'm sure after I'm gone weeks the people will be coming to their pastors and testifying of their healing it's just got to be we desired victory we prepared for it and God gave it to us he put in the oil he put in the wine and God bless you the rest of the service as we hear from some of these brothers brother Jean Manassi can you just come And our brother Anthony Frey will be right behind him. God bless you. God bless you. Happy to be in the house of God tonight. I may enjoy camp. Amen. When Brother John asked me to, to say something tonight, really I was speechless because the, the entire service has left me speechless. As much as I say the man to the word, one word that I kept saying over and over again was, wow. And throughout the service, Brother Ann will make a statement, I'll go, wow. 
A lot of statements may really strike me. Uh, one of them was, a candidate for the Holy Ghost is their heart with the desire for God in the right atmosphere. Uh, that really, really, really struck me because it's true. Uh, I had uh, 12 year olds in my, in my cabin for camp. Uh, I was very skeptical. <laughs> didn't know how to deal with them. Uh, I didn't sleep the first night. They were up till two o'clock. They went to bed and woke up at four o'clock. And then they all went to the mountain. I finally got some rest. So I was, I didn't really know how it was going to go, but I was willing to be a servant and see how it could be a blessing to them. And every single night, Wednesday night, Saturday night, I took them to, to Sequoia to the old, to the older ones to just, you know, give them an all the atmosphere to hear the, listen to the testimony. And then every time they came back, they were a little bit tired, so they went to bed. So that was good. And on the Saturday, which was really my, my camp moment outside of the services, I believe it was Saturday night. We came back to our cabin, and uh, Brother Jason King was with me. He was already asleep. I had Philip, I had Camden, I had uh, Noah, and I had Henry. And they were all chatting and just talking, and I was going through some quotes, just thinking about the services, and I was getting ready to sleep. And then I, I heard one of them say, God really spoke to me tonight in a way that he's, he's never before, you know. And I wait, hold on. And I decided to just listen. I think they thought I was sleeping, but I was listening. And two of them, Philip and Noah, uh, they went off for about 45 minutes, just the two of them, without knowing that I was listening. And they had a mature word conversation. I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed. And I kept thinking about Brother Bonham and say, I wonder if we're sufficiently impressed with the word in our midst. And to hear 12-year-olds having a mature word conversation about the services and what Brother Aaron said and how the Lord dealt with them, and that just, that just did something for me. I was tremendously impacted by that, more so also impacted by the services. But one thing that, that excuse to mention his name, it, Philip said that really, really struck me. He said, I believe God has a calendar where he knew exactly how old I had to be to be at this camp. So he arranged when my mom will meet my dad. He arranged when I'll be conceived. And he calculated when I will be of age to come to summer camp. And he said, and God put on his calendar, note to self, send down the Holy Ghost on this day. <laughs> oh my, that did something for me that tremendously, tremendously blessed me. And Brother Jason woke up and we had a revival till three o'clock. <laughs> we kept talking about the word. It was, it was really, really amazing. So I can testify this camp was very, very special for the campers, but also for the counselor. I can testify that God has definitely done something for me through the, the word and the fellowship in the cabins. And I can truly say from the depths of my heart that I am what is done for me. God bless you. So, uh, I just got a quick scripture to read. Uh, this is just what I feel, uh, a scripture from camp, from me personally, how I felt God dealt with me. Uh, it's Hebrews 4, uh, 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And then verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into heavens, Jesus, 
the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And so going to camp, just the kind of my own theme I had in my mind was you can't be bound by broken chains. And that just a week before camp, that's just was going through my mind. Can't be bound by broken chains. Can't be bound by broken chains. And uh, the first evening, uh, and that's where I kind of got this scripture, uh, Brother Aaron talked about um, who are you and asking, like, who are you? And he, he went through, like, the, th- the struggles and the chaos of the world and everything that we go through in life. And for one to sit in that service that doesn't really understand um, our belief or they would say, well, this is an odd service, it's really negative, but at the end, Brother Aaron came and said, I didn't come to tell you what you didn't know. And I didn't come to tell you, like, anything else that other than God knows what you're going through. That God knows your struggles, your temptations, everything that you go through. And a reoccurring thing in the cabins was, you know, God came down to each individual level. To everybody at camp, no matter your age, no matter what cabin you were in, who your counselor was, God met so many people on so many different levels, and I believe that God did an eternal work in everybody's life. Um, for me personally, Saturday night was, or Saturday morning, sorry, uh, was extremely powerful because um, in your life, I've everybody's gone through this, you know, you have your spiritual walk with God, but you get to a certain point where you really feel like you're going nowhere, and you're just up against the wall, and not necessarily that it's evil or it's bad, but there's there's certain things that God's like, well, to get further with me, you know, you got to take this out of your life, you got to let me take this out of your life, and um, I had gone back to the services because I wasn't quite sure on Saturday morning, but Brother Aaron took just a three-minute, five-minute section of something that he said, I was going to put this in my notes, but I left it out, but I'm going to speak on it just for a little bit. And that was the very thing God was dealing with me before camp, saying, let it go. And when Brother Brother Aaron spoke that, like I was sitting in my chair, and I, I felt God just put his finger right on that. And I just had tears come to my eyes. And I was like, you know what, God? I was like, I commit it to you, and I give it to you, and not let it uh, bind me no more, and I can move on with you. And I just I just love the, the atmosphere of this camp. Like, I've never had a, serv- like a camp I've gone to where every service I was spoken to, every single service. And it was just amazing how he ended camp with, who are you? And he ended with, I am who God, what God has done for me. And I thought that was, that was just amazing. And uh, I'm just going to finish up here because I only got like five minutes. So uh, with that thought of going into camp, of you can't be bound by broken chains. Um, at camp, the, the story of, of that 
that uh, crow that Brother Branham told about where the farmer tied him to that stick. And uh, the farmer came along and, you know, the, the crow thought he was just bound for so long. And finally the farmer came along and he cut that rope. And all of his friends were flying over and I'm like, come on, Johnny, come on, Johnny, you know, you're free, you're cut. He's like, no, I'm bound. And he can't fly over. It's like, no, God, he came along at this camp and he cut everybody's chains, I believe. He's cut everybody free. And if, if you're feeling, you know, no, I didn't really feel God did anything. I believe that you can't be bound by broken chains and nothing will hold you down from broken chains. And Papa Eagle, he's up top, he's screaming out, you know, through the word, coming down, saying, come up a little high, just flap your wings, you're free. And so I believe uh, for you young people, just an encouragement, uh, Brother, Brother uh, Aaron said, you know, turn your temptations into a testimony. And I thought that was so powerful. So anytime Satan he comes, comes towards you in your way uh, with a temptation or a struggle, whatever, just tell him, you know what, Satan? I'm going to turn this temptation into a testimony. So God bless you guys. Thank you, brother. Amen. I didn't know when we asked Brother Anthony Frey to speak tonight, it was his birthday tonight. And Brother Caleb, they're 21 years old tonight. Hallelujah. Happy birthday. It's also our, our camp director's birthday, Brother Michael Ray's birthday tonight. So happy birthday, Brother Michael. <laughs> Yesterday morning, uh, this is before Brother Victor Adamora comes, Brother Murphy Wong took a, a BCA devotion, and um, he was speaking about how God was dealing so uniquely with each individual. And and I'll leave this verse with you that he read out of Luke 11. And that is when a spirit is cast out of a person and it goes into dry places. And if it comes back and the vessel hasn't been filled, it brings seven other spirits. The last state is actually worse for that person than before. And it was kind of a warning that if God does a work of cleansing and and come into the heart of the matter... But if a person isn't actually filled with the Holy Ghost and that spirit goes out and wanders and comes back, that's why it's so important to be filled with the Holy Ghost or the last state of that young person or that family is worse than before. And in fact, Jesus said seven times, seven other spirits come. And Brother Murphy was saying, um, God was saying, I know your situation. And how he was speaking so sweetly and quietly throughout the camp. And how the word comes from a different vessel and from another angle. But it can cause a dramatic change in, in our young people's lives. And um, he, he was mentioning the, the Friday night service about the least desire. This was Brother Kim Dingwall was speaking with us also. And they were sharing... Uh, with Mr. T. Ketch and ourselves about how in the classrooms and the uh, testimonies they are, they were hearing about if you have no desire to pray and ask God for a desire. And uh, some of you are, might be aware that the government inspector was here on Monday at Bible Way Christian Academy. And the greatest thing we have is our young people, our children. And when they saw the, the, the young people and how they were, 
that they were just so, it made the, the school so, so proud of the character of our young people. So sometimes we look at one another and, and think certain things, but someone from the outside comes in and says, it's fantastic. So God bless you. Brother Victor, would you come? Brother Victor was a counselor at camp and then Brother Caleb Frey, you come. God bless you all. Um, just to be short, um, one thing that the Lord just really impacted my heart at the camp was just one word, and the word is awareness. And even prior to the camp, I was just praying, and I was saying, Lord, make me more aware of the battle I'm actually in. Make me more aware of the warfare I'm in. And the word awareness means the knowledge and understanding that something is happening or exists. And I was just took down a few notes at the camp, and I was just thinking about awareness of our walk with God to walk in sincerity. Awareness of the warfare we're in, and we're warring against a real devil. Awareness of our weapon, the word of God in prayer. Awareness of the coming of the Lord is at hand. Awareness that the life we live influences others. Awareness of Satan's tactics and devices. Awareness of pressures we face and how to overcome them. Awareness of our emotions and the place to let off the pressure. Awareness that God sees everything. Awareness that God cares for us. Awareness of the atmosphere we create and awareness of those around us. And the scripture the Lord just placed in my heart um, during the camp was in First Peter 5, verse 7 to 10. The scripture says, Be sober. Be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeing whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory, by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. And just finally, I just wanted to see what Brother Branham had said about awareness. And I, I found just one quote, and it was just perfect. And I just thought, you know, he said that just for this moment. But it said, he said here in the Anointed Ones of the End Time, he said, Oh, the awareness of the Holy Spirit. The awe that strikes a man's soul when he stops to think how real and plain it's right before us. I thought that was perfect to the services and, and how, you know, when we come to camp, it doesn't matter as Brother John said who's ministering, doesn't matter who's speaking, but you just come with an expectation that God's going to speak. And Brother Ram said, you get what you expect. And just finally, the awareness of how real and plain this word is being manifested all around us and in us. God bless you. Brother Caleb. Brother Caleb. And then our brother uh, Silas Ray has been uh, is accepted to come and speak to us. Oh, amen. Um, camp was uh, absolutely outstanding. Uh, no words can describe um, how this camp went. Uh, it's just God moved in such a such a way that 
You just can't put it into words. Um, everything's done for the young people and what has been going around the camp. Um, before camp, me and Brother Ryan had a conversation about what we were expecting, and God came through from not from the first service, but all the way through the last service and pinpointed every single every single thing that we talked about in that conversation. Um, and it's amazing how God works because you can't you can't be prepared for it. You, you can't expect what God's going to bring for you because He's so great. He just pours it onto you whether you're ready for it or not. Um, uh, this camp was very much different. Uh, some people said it kind of threw them off a little bit from the first service because it was just God speaking quietly to your heart. And there wasn't any of the, the groups, the prayers, and there wasn't shouting. And even though that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. But during those times, sometimes we can get so distracted and so caught up in that moment that we don't hear the still small voice that God is speaking to us. And something that stood out to me that I just wanted to share and maybe encourage the young people and even some of the older people was God's not going to look down on you if you stumble. Um, you make a mistake, God's not going to look down. He cares. He knows what you're going through. Uh, he sees everything. He knows everything. Um, and in that time when, when you do stumble, that's when Satan likes to come in and he likes to, he likes to attack right at your weakest point. And, and it's important for us to realize and to stand up right at that time, take that, take God at his word, that least desire for some people or anything that God has done for you, take him at his word and fight back with it. Because it's at that time, your weakest moment, that's when you want to fight back the hardest. Because Satan is always right there every time because he wants to take you down. And some, some, the question was brought up, Brother John, the what next or what now? Uh, don't just walk out of camp with what's gonna, what's God gonna do next camp? It's how can I feed this? How can I feed it? Get in the Word. I recommend listen to these services over and over again because there's so much in that Word that you can't just get it from one, listening to it one time. You have to listen to it. There's so much. It's a power-packed service. And you don't just want to say, what's next, camp? Feed the Word, young people. This is the time that you want to be in the Word. Get into it. And... The atmosphere, that presence that there, you can have that presence every day. It's not just a one-time thing. God can deal with you every single day if you just feed that desire, feed that fire that God gave you. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. As brother Silas comes, brother Tom Ray made a suggestion to all of us, and that is as a family... If you've got young people in our church to go through the services, I think it'd be good for our church and for our family, for moms and dads to go through the meetings. Do we agree with that? It's good, good suggestions. So as Brother Silas comes, if there's anyone else that has something burning on your heart and would like to give a testimony, campers or counselors, you're welcome to come right after Brother Silas. Just hold it right up close. Thank you.
Amen. Oh, bless you. This camp was definitely one that cannot be described in words. It was not just a camp, but a supernatural meeting place where you can have a one-on-one contact with God. I believe God did very much this camp, and he didn't stop there. He will continue in his work in the young people and in all of us. One thing that stood out for me at camp was the question, who are you? Throughout each service, Brother Aaron took that question and formed it in a different way in each title that he had. At the end on Sunday morning, he answered that question and said, you are what God has done for you. You are a son or daughter of God. You are one that God has chosen. He also said that in the least desire, when that's on the title of that service, God didn't put that desire in you. Or God did put that desire in you. You didn't put it there. God did. You're chosen. You weren't there by accident. God put you there. And another thing that stood out to me was people say to each person and when they trip up, oh, you just need the Holy Ghost. But the situations that are behind each person might be affecting them and not not and contributing to them not having the Holy Ghost. So he said just like broaden broaden your horizons and reach out to that person. Another thing that's just so many things and could go hours and hours. Um, each time we go along, the devil he just wants to jump right onto us. But each camp, I believe, we sharpen our sword more and more. Get that sword sharp because if you have, if you go through a battle and you just get smashed and smashed and your shield's just a crumpled wreck and your sword's just a rusty old little butter knife, it's not going to do anything. Each camp, you need to sharpen it and get it better and better so God can actually use you. Amen. This bless you all. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else would like to come? Brother Zeke, do you want to come or you want me to read this? You want me to read this? Brother Zeke uh, the Smith gave me this uh, testimony, and I asked him before the service if he wanted to come up, or he said no. I thought it was powerful, Brother Zeke. We wanted to share it. He said, I went into camp with little or no interest in the social aspect of it. I was only there because I wanted to meet God and glean all I could from the services. So I stayed till the very end, soaking in the amazing presence that was like none I'd ever felt before. It was so peaceful and quiet prior to camp. This is exactly what I asked God for. I prayed that it would not be loud and everyone jumping around in the spirit, but that his presence would move so sovereignly and cut deep into the hearts of our young people. This is exactly what he did. He answered my prayer so specifically. I believe it was Friday night when Brother Mike closed the service that no one wanted to leave the amazing presence. So Brother Tom had to close again. When I was sitting there, we wanted someone to step up to the pulpit and preach round two. 
Overall, it was so much different than any other camp. We were able to have a talk on the cabin with Victor Adamora and Mike Diaz and Johnny Waldner. And a big takeaway from that discussion is no matter what happens and no matter how many times we fall, we know where to come back to, and that's Christ. A true soldier gets back up every time he falls. I believe that's what this camp was about. It was showing our young people that we are true soldiers for Christ and will not let Satan steal away what God has changed forever. God bless you, Brother Zeke. The Smith. Someone else want to come? You just come right up. Uh, there's a couple young people that shared and emails with us. And if I don't see someone moving, I'll just going to read. Some of them aren't here tonight. So I'll just read one from one of our BCA students that was writing an email to Brother Aaron McGarry and said, Growing up in the message and having parents who desired that I could have an experience with God, I always felt pressured. And whenever I made mistakes, it was hard to get back up and live freely. This became also more like a stumbling block because I began to live a hypocritical life by pretending to be a Christian just to please my parents and not so much God. But in spirit, I've always had a desire for God. This winter camp was my first one and I was expecting God to speak to me. And although I had my own imagination of how the meetings would go, I'm glad God came in an unexpected way. And gently spoke to me in a still small voice. When you mention, he was speaking to Brother Aaron McGarry. When you mention about young people growing up in the message. And are expected to live a Christian life without the Holy Spirit. That really spoke to me. Because I struggled with it for almost my entire life. Another thing was having the smallest desire for God. That really encouraged To focus on that small desire and God will take care of the rest. Another thing that God spoke to me about was is is not to try to clean up myself, but rather let the cleaner to come and clean the inside. I have made many promises to God that I would stop doing this or that, but it's never worked. But when the Holy Spirit led you in that direction, to me it was again confirmation To just open up my heart to the Lord and let him take care of the rest. Finally, you said, just trust God. And that is something I'm looking forward to do. On Friday night after the service, I read a scripture in Philippians that says, He that hath begun a good work in you is faithful to fulfill it. I feel like this camp was mainly for me. And I might be the one soul that God sent you here for. Is that incredible? Praise be to God. Another comment that Brother Silas made in an email. He said, God has been so gracious and tender. The reason I'm reading this again, I wanted to use that wording. God has been so gracious and tender. And I believe many of those that would have fallen into the world have been saved by his wondrous mercy and grace. Isn't that wonderful? Another young man that's not here tonight sent an email and said, I thank God for sending you our way. He was speaking to Brother Aaron and Brother Murphy, actually, that was speaking the morning devotion about encouraging them. But during the services at camp, I've been looking for an opportunity 
to talk to Brother Aaron, but I realize now that God had a different plan and he has provided a way for me to convey my words to Brother Aaron. I really want to start by praising God for his goodness to me, bringing me out of the world and placing me in the light of his word to be his son. Camp for me has been so supernatural in the way that every time he would come down during the services, all my burdens are lifted up. All the clouds of doubt and questions I had were answered in a supernatural way. One question that would bother me every time I would stumble was, who am I? Or what kind of person am I? And as the word was being preached, everything began falling into place one at a time. So I felt so light and a sweet feeling all over me in my heart. To Brother Aaron, God richly bless you and give you comfort, strength, and courage to continue setting yourself apart for such a time as this. To allow yourself to be a vessel chosen for this winter camp. My expectation for the camp was to meet, see God move in a mighty way, and above all, give me peace to know that I am one of his own. And God answered his prayer. Hallelujah. And this is my, this is my last email from a, a young man that's not here tonight. And he, he spoke about how he came to camp, uh, very sick and throwing up. The doctor wanted to give him, uh, make him go to the hospital on February 28th, but he declined because he wanted to come to camp. And he was just believing God was going to touch him in the very first service. God came down and delivered him. But then he said, and the following services, I felt God was really talking to me personally in a very simple, sweet, tender, and loving presence that Brother Aaron brought forth the atmosphere very differently. And to be honest, that was the very first service ever since in my life that God went down and talked to me in that way. Is that incredible? Isn't that what we want? For God to come down? Is that what we want? And then, and then to have someone express and he came in this certain way, it's all worth it all. He said, every night in the camp, I was always thinking and looking back from the past, how God really protected me and my siblings. Where we were studying before in public school and in my classes from grade one to 11, I was the only Christian. And I saw how God protected me and kept me away from drinking, smoking, and nasty things in the world. I'm very thankful to Brother Aaron when he said, we're not here, put here on earth by our parents or even our own personal choice. But we're here because God wants us to be here. And he knows everything that has done and will come in our life. Every trial and temptation and problem, even our happy moments in our life, he knows everything. What a revelation for a teenager graduating this year. And he knows that we're able to conquer anything in this world with him by his side. I still have lots to share about, but it's almost our class dismissal. But thank you for, and he goes on to speak about, I hope this testimony will be a blessing. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. Is there anyone like to give a testimony tonight? Open mic right now. Brother John Waldner uh, was a counselor right at the last minute. And he said the devil got exposed in ways 
that maybe is not spoken on much. The young people was equipped to overcome whatever they were facing. And I think that one of our deacon's wives, Sister Julie Woman, really put everything kind of in a nutshell. Can I read her email? I loved being a counselor this year to the 17-year-olds. I came to camp having spent much time in prayer. Now, this is really the heart of this, the whole, the whole thing. I'd spent much time in prayer for camp, praying the Lord would give our children what they need. Knowing as their heavenly father, he knew even better than what I, better than I, what that was. Praying that the atmosphere would be right and that our children would be filled with his spirit to overcome this age they are in. As I was thinking on that, that happened at winter camp, this was what stood out to me, the atmosphere. Would anyone else agree? She said it was like liquid honey, warm and sweet and golden, surrounding us and pouring into us. From the very first service to the last, it was present. Demanding nothing of us emotionally, but to drink it in and accept it and bask in it and be filled with it and rest in it and let the pressures go. On Friday afternoon, she said, I was reading my Bible in the cabin and the Lord spoke to me and she she's reading Isaiah 66 verse 8 and 9. Who hath hard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring to birth and not cause to bring forth? Saith the Lord, shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb? And Sister Julie said, I felt like I was in a birthing room. And Brother Branham says that before a woman gives birth, she's surrounded by a sweet spirit. So were we. We were surrounded by the sweet Holy Spirit. I felt like births were happening all over the room in the supernatural realm while we were in our seats. The atmosphere was relaxed and peaceful and loving and perfect for life to come. I expect to see evidence of his life and this heavenly atmosphere reflected in the faces and lives of our children in the future days ahead. The Lord was letting us know how deeply he loved us. He wanted to let us know. He knew the age, its, its pressures. And his love was willing to forgive the worst sin. Pursue us to the ends of the earth and wait patiently for us. He described to us in great detail our emotional and mental stages of development so we could better understand ourselves and cope with the chaos and pressures of the age. Never were we condemned or demanded an emotional response, but rather loved and understood beyond measure. This brought out of us a desire to worship and love him in utter adoration. Until we at last found ourselves on the threshing floor at Boaz's feet. Feeling confident that he will not rest until he has fully redeemed us. Finally answering the question, who am I? I am what he has done for me. God bless you, Sister Julie. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Brother Jean Manassi in one of his prayers at the camp. I heard it today. He said... Like the Lord was speaking like a father with his children. I thought that was powerful. 
It was like the Lord was speaking like a father would to his children. And one of our new counselors this year sent this message. God was present in such a way that he was sovereignly and individually dealing with and mending and restoring hearts. You could see it in the campers. You could feel it yourself and believe he dealt with every single person. When we went back to our cabins, there was a peace that followed us and it carried over into our conversations. And she spoke with the different girls from her cabin and they all spoke in their own way about the effect that the approach, the approach of the word had on them this camp. And as a young person that grew up in the message, I know how easy it is to get caught up in the emotion and move with the crowd in a joint revival and not really catch it. I have seen God save many that way, but several of the young ladies expressed to me they felt God speaking to them individually, and it was so refreshing to feel like they were alone with him. It was just a sweet presence that was so captivating and transforming. I know that many of them left camp a different person than the way they came. Truly, as Brother Michael had on his heart, God did something new. And Brother Michael Ray mentioned that scripture, God was doing something new. And she said in, in conclusion, I had a chance to pray for and with many of my campers and believe that they had a lasting experience with God. And I'm grateful to have been a part of that. I have a lasting experience with God myself. I was delivered and healed. And I thank God for remembering me, even though these services were for the campers. He didn't pass me by. God bless our counselor. We, we even heard from our, some of our kitchen staff. And one of our cooks. Can I read that for you? Well, our, our, our camp uh, chef kitchen uh, uh, sister said, We thank him for being a good father and coming down in such a special way. I couldn't ask for a better camp, though exhausting. It was worth it all. There was a great team in the kitchen, all working hard to bless the young people. We couldn't have done it without each and every vital part. Like Brother Aaron preached on back in Dallas, we are a body. We need each and every member to survive. There's no big I or little you. Every single person is important. I do thank God for each and every member and how we are so different. But we all have our part to play. God bless our chef. And one of our um, uh, kitchen uh, dessert makers sent us a message and talked about how the team worked 14 hours a day many times. And how there was many hours of preparation spent throughout the week for the meals and how they were committed. But the sister said, I am so burdened for the young people that will come to the camp and many other workers and the ministry involved in the effort. I take time to pray for each one before and during camp. Now that's fantastic. I tried to speak to, this is somebody in the kitchen. I tried to speak to and encourage any young people I saw during camp. One young lady said that Brother Aaron's preaching was very direct to the young people. They were listening intently and could take hold of many things that will help them and stabilize them. Many of us in the kitchen spoke of burdens for the young people while at work. 
and the atmosphere was of love for the families and working together to make everything possible. I feel it's a golden privilege to be part of what God is doing. Isn't that fantastic? It's more than a job and a duty. Would somebody like to give closing remark or testimony? I've got to mention Brother Joel Ray. Can I just mention a couple more? Brother Joel Ray wanted me to mention, he couldn't be here tonight. But he said some of the comments that were said among the young people were, I have never heard a minister speak so on our level. And the second comment was, I felt like we were having a one-on-one talk instead of a service. These were comments, he said, of a big group. And from what I was hearing was young people that were thankful for a minister that was taking a different approach and really getting and coming into the trenches with them. Praise God. God moved, he said, in a different way that that I truly believe we will see fruits in the coming years and weeks and months to come. I believe that too. One of our deacons that's not here tonight, he actually had to leave to go to work also, but he said he was a counselor. He said, from my experience, I did see many things happen in the young people and the Holy Spirit. He was working in silence and deep in the heart. Have you noticed a theme? God was doing deep things. He was doing wonderful things. God was pouring in oil and he was pouring in wine. And we thank God for it. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Could have had Brother David Waldner come. He was a big helper at the camp. But he sent us a message and said it was wonderful and unusual time in the presence of God. I've been working this week under the effects of it. This week will con- the work will continue in many lives for days and weeks to come. God is so mindful of us and wanting communion and daily fellowship. It was a wonderful weekend of meetings. God poured out his love and care on all of us. Lives will be changed forever. And minds set free in this world of chaos and confusion. God bless you, Brother David. He said, I believe the demons of darkness have been defeated and many lives have been set free. He said, don't accept the symptoms of whatever it is. Send it back where it came from. Look to the promises of God and say, I am free. I am delivered. I am forever changed. I am healed. I am filled with the Holy Ghost. I am. God bless you, Brother David Waldner. Praise be to God. I think these things are wonderful times that we can share together. Amen. Let's sing righteousness. Righteousness is what I long for. Righteousness is what I need. Amen. Let's end tonight with this atmosphere continuing on. Oh, righteousness. Righteousness is what I
thank him together our dear heavenly father we've heard your testimonies tonight the blood of jesus christ speaking through the body we want to say thank you lord and we appreciate you for what we've seen in the last week just in the last seven days has been supernatural there's been miracles take place we've been right around healings lives that came in with spiritual crutches Spiritual cots and stretchers were in the building. And by the end of the service, by the end of the day, by the end of the Sunday, they didn't need that support no more. The Holy Ghost was their support. Healing was their support. Deliverance was their support. Lord, there's been words spoken. I believe grains of sand has fallen off the mountains of many families in our church. We've heard strong word. Some of it cut to our heart. But we pray that we take it, Lord, and with the oil and the wine that you put alongside of it and with the atmosphere that was so sweet and cause there to be great changes in our assembly and the families and the young people, the fathers and mothers, even single ones, And aunts and uncles, as I heard, as a young man went through some of the darkest times of his life. And even like the man that we heard in our opening scripture that was backsliding, this young man in our church. But there was an auntie, there was an aunt that he had that was a confidant, someone that he could speak to, someone he could share his burdens with. And that young man is now married and has children and serving God. We thank you for that, Father. These are predestinated experiences and people and things around us. And we want to thank you for the burden. We want to thank you for the effort. We want to thank you for providing for us that we can have these golden moments, these eternal opportunities. 
We want to seize them, Lord. And I'm sure our brother Aaron McGarry will be streaming this service. And he'll want to know from the bottom of our hearts we appreciate him and Sister Elizabeth and their children. How they came and he gave of himself. They were a blessing to us. But as he goes back home, I pray that you would lead him and guide him in his ministry. And may your will be done and may you encourage him tonight. Though they're two hours ahead in the time zone, may you strengthen our brother Aaron. Give him the desires of his heart. Now, Lord, we as a congregation want to thank you together and as a body. We look up to our head and say, Lord Jesus, to you be all the glory. We have some among us that were not raised in the message or raised in church, but they've given their hearts to you and we've embraced them and appreciate them. There's others that have been raised in this glorious gospel and this living way. May we never take it for granted. May we never take one another for granted. But may the sweetness and tenderness that we've heard so much about tonight and over the weekend go back to our homes now. And may it be more than just a suggestion. But may fathers and mothers take these things to heart and bring it into their homes. Speak about these things to our children. I believe it would change the dynamics of our church, Lord, if we took these things to heart individually, then in our marriages, then in our families, in our homes, our services would be different. We pray a blessing upon Brother Tim as he prepares for Sunday and special service Sunday night. We're looking forward to that, Lord. Be with the congregation and there's needs in our church. Continue to heal them and make them whole. Even some aren't with us tonight. Would you keep every person safe as they go home on the roads and in the weather and touch us, Lord Jesus. Stay with us, oh God. May the oil and the wine be with us. And we thank you for tonight. In Jesus Christ's name. And the congregation said, Amen. Brother Ken reminded us that Sunday morning is uh, daylight savings time. And you want to spring forward. If you don't spring forward, well... You'll come to church and there'll be a lot of people here. And you would have said, why is everybody so early? You didn't spring forward. So spring forward and be here Sunday right on time. And we'll look forward to seeing you. God bless you. Shake hands with somebody and say, God bless you. Amen. Thank you, everyone.